Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. As I mentioned before, why would I be a member of our Players Association? Um, as a former player, I, and I've heard this twice this week, the sport's latest disconnect is between sport and their former players. And sports need to be aware of it and probably do a little bit better, I reckon. It's not, it's not a drastic disconnect and it can be fixed pretty easily, I think. When I hear of the struggles between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association at a time where there's never been more money in the game, I think, whoa, what chance are the former players of being heard? Talks have stalled for months uh, and much of it is over past player pools of money. You know, then, and who's going to administer this past player money when their careers are over? I'd just like to see the current policies and the current um, uh, MOU clauses get sorted out first, then move on to the past player initiatives so as not to hold up the professional game. The responsibilities of looking after the former players who risks who risk their body and their time and their families for no money should be the sporting body's responsibility. However, I feel things are getting very top-heavy at the moment. Those responsibilities being handed over to the you know formed player bodies, and they have a, a real job to do. Men and now women professional players focus means initiatives for past players of all ages seem seem to not be hitting the mark or, or you know they they're not in the front of mind in any sort of negotiations for money past players of 50 plus i reckon they they want healthcare they want camaraderie opportunities and a chance to get together with uh, players of their eras and maybe some tickets basically that is recognition that you you did a good job for our sport less than 50 I reckon they want coaching involvement incentives and and in cricket we have the Players Association put up nearly a million dollars to put $10,000 per club around the country, Premier Grade Cricket Club, for a former player, a former first class player, a member of the ACA to coach in in that club. So it gives them the chance to stay involved at clubs and states and get in the pathway. So they're the sort of priorities for a less than 50-year-old former first-class cricketer. So in cricket, a fraternity from one-game players to 100-game players has been difficult to create and, and strengthen and get better and better over the years because... People are, t- are turning away. They're, they're not being peaked. Their interest levels aren't peaked. And, and they certainly not a real desire by all of the former first-class creators to get together. And I'm sure that's the, the case in a lot of sports. Um, now, certainly this is a revenue pressure, just like funding the sports backbone, which is decreasing as well. Volunteering is much more serious these days with legal type uh, ramifications of things that volunteers do. and that, So it's not uh, fun enough anymore. So we've got to try to 
try a lot of stuff that make it easier and more fun for our volunteers so that our quality stays up there in our juniors, our representative cricket, and i.e. the cricketers we're producing at the very top. So sporting boards must consider all facets of their sports and then they need to invest funds in the right proportions uh, at the moment in Australia, I fear we're going away from the kids and the coaches to, and, you know, and they absolutely love our games and we're getting up to the top. We're piling money in, um, not maybe at the right proportion, into the top. But has anyone got any stories out there of sporting hardship and needs in the grassroots levels?